Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. In today's episode, Joshua talks about how much more there is going on in this physical reality and why people get stuck in the law of attraction. It's generally because when finding the law of attraction, we're doing so in order to create a better reality. And actually, what we're trying to do is control our reality now. Since we have to give up the control and accept what is, this basis of thinking that you can improve a reality that's already perfect is done so from the perspective of the victim. And the victim can't really see what's going on here because they're actually looking at the illusion and not the truth of this reality. So in this episode, Joshua really explains how this all works and how to move even deeper into understanding the law of attraction so that you can leverage it and live the life you were intended to live, which is a life of self-discovery. We have a lot of things going on right now. There's a boot camp that has just started. We'll have another boot camp in a few weeks, probably uh, sometime in June. But before then, you can always join the Ascension Experience. And also there's a quickie seven-day course there that will get you started. We've really come to learn that experience teaches, words don't teach. So listening to the podcast is great because this raises your vibration. Reading Joshua's books are fantastic. They're all available on Amazon. Uh, joining the Facebook group, doing meditations, that sort of stuff helps a lot. But really to move yourself forward and to really get it, change your mental construct, it's important to do some active engagement, some, some experiences that really help you identify those limiting beliefs. And in all of the classes that we teach, there's a manifestation event form that really shapes your limiting beliefs. It helps you prove that they're not true. When you prove that any limiting belief is not true, you leverage the uh, forces of the universe so that you can move forward in discovering who you are because you change that mental construct and you raise your vibration through seeing yourself from a higher perspective. So take a look at all that stuff. It's on the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Uh, there's also free meditations there. And of course, if you have any questions for me at any time, if you'd like to talk about the boot camp or anything else, you can email me at garybodley at gmail.com. And remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. That would be really awesome if you could do that. Uh, leave a re review for the books if you've read any of the books on Amazon. That would be awesome too. So thanks again for everything you do and enjoy this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Hi Joshua. Joshua. So you know there's a physical reality. You see it plainly. It's obvious to you. You can feel it. You can taste it, touch it. Your physical senses are well-established, and they're very prominent in your life. But there's also this non-physical reality that's going on here. And the non-physical, well, that would be about 99.9% .9 of what's actually going on. And you can perceive about ooh, a slight fraction of a small percentage of what's actually happening through your physical senses. But you give those senses so much credence that often you don't consider your non-physical senses, your thoughts that are coming to you, the inspiration that's coming to you, your connection with your inner self, connection with source itself, your intuitive abilities, your empathic abilities. These senses are coming online as you raise your vibration. And as you raise your vibration, your perception of reality will also become more clear to you. And you'll have more interesting thoughts, you'll have thoughts based in love, you'll have more interesting ideas, you'll have a, a sense of well-being, you'll start to contract into the moment rather than being distracted by the future of the past. Everything that is happening in the universe is happening now. 
you have this ability to remember things that happened in the past, but that memory is very foggy and you can't really perceive what you were perceiving at the time you were perceiving it because that is a, that is a different version of you. Your perspective on any past event was the perspective of the person that existed then. And when you recall a past event, you are calling it from the perspective of who you are now, which is a quite different person than who you were then. So what happened in the past is viewed from this perspective or this lens of who you are now. Now that you are raising your vibration and you're seeing yourself from a higher perspective, you're actually healing those past events. And so if there was any dissatisfaction, discomfort, or trauma in your past, well, that was really seen from the perspective of the individual version of you that perceived yourself as a victim to this reality. Now that you're coming to realize that you're the creator of the reality, you can also realize that you create all these past events so that you would be launched on this trajectory that would end up leading you here now. Since you're here now, and this is where you truly want it to be, everything in your past worked out perfectly. So if you can think about how you perceived events that you were thought happening to you from that limited perspective of who you used to be, you can really realize that you did fully understand what was happening and you couldn't see how everything would work out perfectly to lead you here. When you contemplate your future, you're existing in a state of worry because you say to yourself, oh, I need a certain amount of money. I hope that I have good health. I hope I have good relationships. I hope I have all these things. And you're holding on to this ideal that's based in victimhood. Anything you think you want is based in this perception that you already lack it or you lack it now or you will lack it in the future. And since that's not possible for you as the creator, it's time to give all that up. Time to stop perceiving yourself as a victim of your past or of your future. You know now that everything is perfect as you exist in this moment. And if you could really understand and see the entirety of every moment you've ever lived, all of those moments were perfect as well. And you were the perfect version of you within each moment. And you will always be the perfect version of you within each future moment. Nothing bad can happen to you. Everything that happens is happening for you. This is the truth of this reality. And if you can start to see this and understand it and expect it and realize that you have everything you need to go through every experience. When you go through an experience that you judge as wrong or bad, you're doing so from the perspective of the victim. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's simply that you're seeing it from a limited perspective. Now, you have to go through this experience because the experience has information in it that will move you further along your trajectory of self-discovery. Since self-discovery is really what you're in this game to play, in this game four, this is the reason you've come, then everything that happens that moves you along that journey is necessary. If you have a limiting belief that is preventing you from living the life that you intended to live prior to your birth, well, you'll have to expose that limiting belief, and that's generally done through manifestation events if you are ignoring any resistant thought, any fear-based thought. If you are having a fear-based thought and you can process that thought, well, then you'll be able to rearrange that limiting belief from the thought process. And you'll say, well, that's an intellectual way to look at it. Is it really doing anything? And we say, of course it is. If you can prove to yourself that any judgment that you have is based on programming that you received earlier in life due to the family you were around or the society you lived in. And you can now see that limiting belief for what it is, simply limiting, and adjust that belief accordingly so that it now becomes empowering because you fill it with information based on evidence that you find to prove it's not true. 
you come to a new mental construct and that mental construct is more aligned with who you truly are. This process of, of looking at every single thing you believe, not just your limiting belief, which is highly beneficial, but even your beliefs that you think are empowering. Even if you say, this is a good aspect of my reality, or this is a good aspect of me, or this is something that I really want. All that stuff is based generally in your programming that you received as a child. Everything that you were programmed to believe was fostered on you by those living in fear. All of those who you grew up with, who were around in childhood, were living in a state of fear, and they were trying to control you so that you would not encounter anything negative or anything wrong or anything bad. Since there is nothing negative or wrong or bad in this universe, they were looking at this as if it was true, but actually it was the illusion. You're starting to see that now, but you're still having doubts about this. You're still worrying about getting into a situation that's going to cause negative emotion or saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or not being responsible or all these things that you're programmed to do. You're programmed to be good and be safe and make sure that nothing bad happens only to avoid what you fear, but you can't avoid what you fear. What you fear comes up in your thoughts first. If you push those away and say, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to think about that which I fear, well, then that will have to come up in manifestation events. If it comes up in a manifestation event and you continue to resist that thing that you fear, believing that that thing you fear is true, well, you're going to have to counter it again and again and again and again until you realize that it was never true to begin with. Now, a lot of this happens in very small, subtle ways, and you tend to ignore those because they're easy to push off or push aside. Essentially, because you have this pre-birth intention to discover who you are, to discover your power, to discover the truth of who you are and how this reality works, to discover that everything is actually based in love, you can't abide by the perception of yourself as a victim any longer. You can't have those arbitrary fears you will be limiting yourself on your journey of self-discovery. You will be limiting yourself unnecessarily. You are used to pushing aside your fears. You're used to sweeping them under the rug. You're used to avoiding certain situations. You're used to trying to protect yourself, trying to build up barriers, trying to separate yourself from anything that you think is wrong or bad. And this cannot happen to those of you who have decided to approach life from the perspective that you are the creator of your reality and not the victim. If you continue to try to avoid that which you fear, that which you fear must present itself because it is quite limiting. It's limiting you, you from going to the next step. And so if you can think about the thing you fear the most, which is generally based in some form of loss, you'll have to come to some point where you realize that loss is not possible for you since you are the creator of this. Now, when did you take that leap from the victim to the creator, you're going to start to see everything in a new way. Once you say to the fear, I welcome you in. I want to see you for what you actually are. I want you to come in because if it is my journey to encounter you, if it is my journey to experience this fear, then that has to be for my growth and for my benefit. So I welcome you. 
And if it's not part of my journey, then it need not come. And so it doesn't have to come. But to avoid it is to continue to play the role of the victim. To protect yourself is to continue to play the role of the victim. Now, this is not true. It's inauthentic. It's never going to work. It's never going to help you. No form of control whatsoever will ever work in this reality because it is all based in fear. Anything based in fear is the illusion. If you continue to buy into the illusion, you will hover around this vibrational area that keeps you mired within this illusion, keeps you in that small percentage of what's actually going on. It'll keep you doubting the thoughts that you're receiving, the inspiration that you're getting. It'll keep you from acting on this inspiration. It'll keep you from moving to higher levels of perceptual, perceptual ability. It'll keep you from seeing all the spectacular things that are apparent in this reality. Now, when those spectacular things are popping up in your reality, maybe you're seeing numbers in a row, or maybe you're having synchronicities with friends, or maybe some ex extraordinary events are happening in your life, you will tend to discount those and say, oh, well, that's just random, or that's just an accident, or that's just some form of luck. There is no luck. There is nothing random. There are no coincidences. Every single thing in this reality is working perfectly. Every single thing is by design. Every single thing is beyond your comprehension. You can no longer wave it off and come up with some excuses. Why are these things happening? You must revel in them, expand in them, exhilarate within them, have fun with them, and take them as signs that you are raising your vibration. This ability to, for you, for those of you who are in this call now or listening later date, to contemplate this actual fact that you can change your vibration by changing your set of beliefs and seeing yourself from this higher perspective and perceiving yourself as who you truly are. And with that comes all this new perceptual ability, all this new understanding, all this new clarity, all this new fun, all these new manifestations that start streaming into your reality. When you stop caring about all the mundane things that are happening around you and your conditions, Stop worrying about the future or regretting the past or resenting people or holding grudges or judgments or any of these things. When you let all that go, you expand rapidly to who you truly are. You expand to the truth of who you are. You expand to greater levels of clarity and understanding. You become calmer. You become easier. You become less excitable and less upset. Right now, most of you are narrowing your range of emotions. In the past, you would bounce between despair and excitement and despair and excitement and up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. Bounced around by the conditions that were existing in your reality. Something good happens, you'd feel good. You'd be excited. You'd be in joy. You'd have fun. Something bad happens and you would sink down into the lower emotional state where the fear consciousness now is prevalent in the thoughts that you're receiving. And you would feel negative emotion because you were perceiving the illusion and not the truth. As you're more stable in your alignment, you'll be more at ease, more at peace, more at a baseline sense of joy, more calm, less reactive, because you're taking control of your emotions for the first time in your life. You're not letting the outside conditions dictate to you how you will feel. 
You are detaching yourself from those conditions, realizing they're just presenting themselves based on the vibration you're offering. If you're offering a higher vibration, well, there's no need to get so excited anymore. There's no need to get upset anymore. There's no need to get offended anymore. There's no need to keep secrets anymore. There's no need to be anything other than who you truly are, the authentic version of you. And when you get to that level, you shrink everything down into the moment. And in the present moment is where all peace and love and joy exist. If you can bring yourself down to that present moment, well, you're one step ahead of the group. And this is where you intended to be. With that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? I would. Excellent. Um, in the worthiness meditation that I've been listening to um, daily, it says in order to know yourself as worthy, you must figure out what makes you unique. But yet so much of what we think we're good at or what we think is unique about us comes from our conditioning or what we have been told about ourselves or from our personal and professional gains. So can you differentiate for me the, the recognition within ourselves of what truly makes us unique versus maybe the external validation that we get from our, our perceived talents? And we're like, oh, I'm unique at that. The common programming that you have received is to equate worthiness with being good. If you are worthy, then you are not only good, but you are perfect. If you are worthy, you need not be validated by anyone because nothing outside of you could validate your worthiness. You're worthy from the higher perspective, not the perspective based in fear, but the perspective based in love. You can leave alone any perspectives based in fear, any programming that you received by others who are living in fear, any need to identify yourself as good or talented or successful based on the criteria of those living in fear, because all that criteria was perceived to enable you to live a life that was more beneficial or more substantial or even more satisfying than those who are not living this good life. You could say to the homeless person, you're not good at anything. That's why you're homeless. You may have a mental condition. That's why you're homeless. And therefore, you're not worthy. Well, you would never say that. You would never say to a homeless person, you're not worthy. You would consider them equal to you and everyone else. You would say, you're on a specific life journey to discover who you are. And in this life journey, you are perceiving yourself as unworthy. You're perceiving yourself as not good enough. You're perceiving yourself as flawed or imperfect or less than. And so from all of your perspectives right now, knowing what you know and having learned what you've learned, you just look at the homeless person and say, the homeless person is worthy. They just don't know it. Their entire experience is one of the illusion. Their homelessness is based in their perception of themselves as unworthy, yet it's not true. It's the illusion. Their inner self is sending them guidance in the form of negative emotion, but they're continuing to believe in the illusion because of their programming. They couldn't somehow live up to what the programming demanded of them. Their parents demanded them, the teachers demanded them, society demanded them. And they had to opt out of society to 
live the only way that they could live within themselves. Those of you who have been taught that you are good, that you are talented, are just as much in the illusion as the homeless person. Perceiving that those talents, that thing that's good about you, validates your worthiness. But what happens if you can no longer do or perform at those levels? Oh, all of a sudden, now you're unworthy. You were worthy when you were successful and making money and looking good and young and all these things, and you're no longer these things, therefore you're not worthy. Well, it's the exact same illusion that the homeless person is buying into themselves. Worthiness has nothing to do with what society thinks because that is all based in fear. Worthiness has to do with one, the fact that you exist. You exist, therefore you're worthy. You're here experiencing physical reality. You had to be worthy to be here. You couldn't be here otherwise. Worthiness is the basis of who you are. You are love. That's all that matters. You are all that matters. Now, are you perceiving yourself from the highest perspective? It doesn't matter. That doesn't have any effect on whether you're worthy or not. Are you seeing yourself as worthy? That's the only thing that matters. Your perception of yourself is the only thing that matters. How do you perceive yourself? All you have to do is look at your vibration. What's coming to your reality? That's the reflection of how you perceive yourself in every aspect of your life. That's your level of worthiness that you perceive. Other people will perceive you based in their criteria of their own limiting beliefs. It has nothing to do with them. They could never validate you because they're only reflections of who you think you are. So inherently you are worthy because you are here. Now, uniqueness is a different story. The universe is set up so that every aspect of it is unique. Time and space dictate that everything in physical reality is unique. One atom over here may look like the atom over here. They may be identical in every way, except one is over here and one's over here. That makes them unique. No one else can perceive your reality the way you can perceive it. No one has your set of beliefs. Maybe they have some similar set of beliefs. Maybe you can agree that you believe in this and that and the other thing, but you don't know what they're feeling or what they're thinking or how they're viewing the perception of or how they're viewing the reality from their perception because you can't get into them, into their bodies to actually do it. Because if you could, you would notice, oh, they feel different. That body feels different. Oh, they see this thing completely different than I do. How could they possibly see the same things as I do? They couldn't possibly do it because I'm unique and they're unique. The universe hates conformity. It wants uniqueness. It wants outliers. It wants, it wants newness. Newness is the, the most interesting aspect of physical reality. So it wouldn't behoove physical reality to or the universe to create anything that was exactly the same. It would be redundant. As long as you have one experience, you don't need another experience of that. It's already been had. So no one's ever been like you. No one will ever be like you, and no one's like you now. If you had an identical twin, that identical twin would have a radically different perception of reality than you do. They may look like you. They may have the same upbringing you do. They may have the same programming you do, but they feel different based on their perception of themselves. Now, why this is the case is because consciousness is trying to understand what consciousness is.
So the consciousness of a rabbit is different than the consciousness of a squirrel or the consciousness of a lion or the consciousness of a rock or a plant or a tree or the moon or the galaxies. That consciousness is trying to understand what it is. Your consciousness coming into this physical reality is coming for the, for the expansive qualities in this physical reality. So your consciousness is growing as you expand through experiences of this reality. Your consciousness is unique. Your child's consciousness is unique and your husband's consciousness is unique. Even though you're living in the same house, you can see that they're all having completely different experiences. How your child perceives you is completely unique to how your husband perceives you. Completely different. It's not even the same person to them because they're looking at you from the filter of their belief system. Everything in this reality is unique. It has to be unique. Even if you had two snowflakes that were identically the same, they would be in different locations. Even if you had one snowflake from a year ago and a new snowflake from this year that were identical, they would have different times that they came in at. And so the people who are living on earth now have a completely different set of experience than those living a hundred years ago and so on and so on and so on. And all of it is adding to the tapestry of experience, the tapestry of all that is. Now, the worthiness you can see now is because no one can have your experience. No one can have your mental construct. No one can have your, your evolution, your journey from where you were coming into this reality to where you will be when you exit this reality. That breadth of experience is unique to you. That's obvious. That whole experience is added to the tapestry of all that is, of all consciousness. Without your contribution to that all that isness, the tapestry of all that is would have a hole in it. There would be something missing. Now, because it's all perfect, there can't be anything missing. What you choose to experience in this reality is up to you. If you choose to perceive that you're just like everyone else, that you're nothing special, that you're not worthy, that you're not unique, there's nothing great about you, there's nothing bad about you, you're just living this life and going nowhere with it. That's a unique, valid, worthy perception of reality. And that's added to all that is. And so in the non-physical, that compilation of all experience, which is all the experiences of all the consciousness of the past and all the consciousness of the future and all the possibilities of it all combined into one, that entirety of experience is available to whomever wants to access it at any time. It's actually available to all of you now too. You can access that record anytime you want. Now, how do you access that record? How do you access the record of all the brilliant ideas that have ever been thought? Well, you come into alignment, you perceive yourself from a higher perspective, you understand that you're worth and unique, that you're the only one that can have this experience, and that there might be an idea in there that you can utilize or an experience that you can access that will be beneficial. Or you could dip down into the consciousness of fear and access all the thoughts that humans have ever thought based in fear. And you'll notice that when you do dip in on, into fear, depending on how intensely you are in this consciousness of fear, because something is upsetting you, something's triggering a limiting belief, you access urges to change conditions. Why? Because humans love to change conditions. Humans living in fear, 
humans perceiving themselves as victims love to change and control conditions. And there's lots of that going on in there. So it's easy to dip down into that. If you're really upset, you'll dip down into the bottom of that and get out really strong urges to really change the conditions like killing somebody. If you're just a little bit annoyed, you'll just dip down to the surface of that and you'll just get thoughts of judgment and thoughts of complaining and thoughts that this person's annoying and that sort of thing. However, you need not do that anymore because that's the consciousness of the victim and you don't need to deal with that anymore. You need to just realize, oh, a limiting belief has been triggered. I see what's going on here. I can process that. I was thinking I was unworthy. That's ridiculous. I was thinking I was just like everyone else. I'm not unique. That's ridiculous. I know that no one else can have this perception of reality. I know that no one else has ever been on this journey that's ever had this life before. This life is unique. I'm the only one that can have it. That's why I'm worthy. They can't see it because they're living in fear. They don't understand how this whole system works. So they're trying to control me through validation or invalidation. Oh, you're such a good singer. Oh, you're such a good actor. Oh, you're so smart. You're so witty. You're so friendly. You're so kind. You're so loving. You're so all these wonderful things. And you, because that feels good, because it's true, want it coming. You want to keep it coming. So you always try to be good. You always try to be successful. You always try to get the validation from outside sources so that you can keep that really tiny feeling of love coming. That's not the feeling of love that you want. That validation, you may use it as your excuse to feel good because you're perceiving yourself as those nice words make me feel good. Therefore, outside conditions make me feel good. And those mean words make me feel bad. Therefore, outside conditions make me feel bad. Therefore, how I feel is dictated by the conditions that are outside of me. And I have no control over that. The only control I have over that is by being good all the time, 100% without stop. That's not really possible, is it? It's highly limiting. It's not who you are. Yet that's the programming that's, that's been placed on you, on all of you. Now you come into a new awareness that they're just trying to control you. They just want you to be good. They just want you to fit into this perception of reality that they have in their mind that's based in highly limiting beliefs. You can step out of that by knowing that you're worthy, but they can't prove it. By knowing that you're unique, but they won't see it. By knowing that they can never know who you are until they know who they are. And you can never know who they are until you know who you are. So once you get a handle on who you are, it'll be easy to see who they are. Okay, you've come into my reality to help me move on my journey of self-discovery. You're the mirror to me. We are eternally connected. When we return to the non-physical, we'll see clearly who each other is. So right now, your role is to be this reflection. And if I think I'm being good, then you can give me validation. And if I think I'm being bad, you can condemn me or judge me or call me wrong or try to control me. You step out of that by perceiving yourself as the creator and you express love to them, knowing they're unique, they're worthy, they're good. They don't have to be validated by you or anyone else. They'll want to be because everyone wants to be because that's the programming, but you don't have to do any of that now. You can simply express unconditional acceptance for them. You can live unconditionally in your relationship with everyone in your life. You can see everyone in your life as who they truly are. 
you can know that they're all here for a purpose. And when you elevate your perception of yourself and them, you take them along with you. They'll rise to the occasion as well. They'll move in a way that you won't believe. Proving your own worthiness is your own responsibility. Letting go of the need to be validated by anything is your responsibility. Now, of course, you're programmed, so you'll still want it from time to time, but you'll start to care less. And when you care less, that's the sign that you're elevating your own perspective because the victim has to rely on the opinions of others. The victim has to control themselves so that, to keep positive opinions coming. If anything happens where the victim is embarrassed, well, that's because a limiting belief about their own worthiness has been triggered by something they've done that they perceive as bad or wrong. And they've gotten a reflection of that in the outside conditions. The creator can never be embarrassed. The creator can never fail. The creator can never let anyone down. The creator can never be irresponsible. The creator can never fail. It's impossible. The creator is just moving through experiences, perceiving themselves from a high perspective, receiving inspiration, taking the action, and not holding on to the outcome to validate the action, because that's a conditional controlling way to move forward on your journey of self-discovery. The creator says, I'm unique. I'm worthy. That's the basis of who I am. I am love. I am perfect because love is perfect. I'm worthy, obviously, because love is worthy. I'm unique because I'm a unique expression of physical reality. It's obvious there's no one else like me anywhere else. I've got this idea of who I am based in the conditioning of my youth, but that was all based in fear. So I can let that go to an extent. It'll always be there somewhere in my vibration, but it does not have to be limiting. I can now adopt this new idea of who I am, this higher perspective, this idea that I am the creator, and just go with that. That means I have to let go of all those beliefs. Those beliefs formed my perception of my reality in which I was the victim needing to be validated. Those beliefs have enabled me to have all the experiences that led me here. So the beliefs are good and valuable and were useful, but not necessary anymore. I've gotten to this level where I'm starting to contemplate myself from this higher perspective and letting go of all the things I thought I wanted and moving in the direction of what's satisfying, enjoyable, what's what I'm passionate about, what's interesting, and where my true innate talents lie. Okay, I had these talents, but I was trying to be good with them instead of using them for my own joy. And possibly for the betterment of the rest of humanity. I was using them for selfish reasons to get love from my conditions and the people in my life instead of pursuing them to do what I was inspired to do, which could lead to the benefit of all mankind. You're coming from one perspective of yourself as needing to be validated to a new perspective of yourself, which would think validation is ridiculous. So the, the highest form of our uniqueness is our authentic expression of consciousness moving through time and space. And yet exactly. in that sense, the highest form of our uniqueness, it's essentially the same for everybody. As far, well, we right? would say the most effective use of it 
Right. Your uniqueness is just absolute. It's just there. Right. Whether you perceive it or not, doesn't matter. It's just there. Your worthiness is just there. Whether you perceive it or not, it's there. You could perceive that you had a very low IQ compared to other people. Or you could perceive that you're just not good at math. Or you could perceive that you just don't dress that well. Those are not innate characteristics within you. Those are all adaptations of what you think you are as you compare yourself to other people. So this idea of absolute worthiness, well, you're, you're from your perspective, are looking at on a range compared to others. I'm pretty worthy. I have a nice house. I have a nice family. I have a nice career. I have my health. I have people who love me. I'm successful in this and that. I'm good with this and that. I'm funny. I have friends. I can communicate with anyone. I have good conversations. I'm pretty worthy. Well, that's the correlation to good based on a subjective understanding of what good is by those who created the idea of good from a place of fear. The idea of good or bad, whatever that is subjective in all of your minds, can only be perceived from the perception of the victim living in fear. If I'm really good, I'll avoid all the bad stuff. If I'm really bad, I'll attract all the bad stuff. In fact, a lot of people who start their spiritual journey want to raise their vibration to avoid negative stuff. I don't want all this bad stuff happening in my life. I'm going to control that by raising my vibration. I raise my vibration by only looking at the positives and completely ignoring the negatives. Well, that's basically like putting your head in the sand. It's wonderful to put more focus on the positives, but you have to remember the positives are your judgment system based in fear. Why is that good? I judge it as good because it's better than this. Compared to this, it's good. This is an ideal to attain, therefore it's good. But that judgment of good is always based from a perspective of fear. From the highest perspective of the creator, there is no good, there is no bad, because it's all good, because it's all based in love. It's all right. It's all perfect. You would not change it. If you knew how the system worked, you would never change one particle in this reality, because you would see it as perfect. Well, guess what? That wouldn't be a really fun journey if you really knew everything was perfect like you do in the non-physical. So you come back into this reality, you forget who you are, you forget how the system works, and you adopt this programming that causes you to strive towards the sense of worthiness that's been fostered on you by those living in fear. Then you get out of that by saying, oh, that was just a bunch of horse manure. That was just a bunch of hogwash. That was just a way that people were living in fear, were trying to control their reality so they could avoid what they feared. We say you have no reason to avoid what you fear because the fear is the illusion. And once you confront that fear, you'll realize it was illusion the whole time. Instead of hiding your head in the sand, trying to block out everything you think is bad or wrong, rather than saying, hey, it's there. People are experiencing it. 
it may be for me. It may be not for me. If it is for me, I'll experience it. And then I'll get some benefit out of that. And if it's not for me, it's never going to come up. So why bother worrying about it? That's a more empowering way to live life, even if you don't perceive yourself as a creator of your reality. But by focusing only on the positive aspects and then maintaining your belief system that negatives are absolutely negative and wrong and bad absolutely exist, whether you're living, trying to be, trying to raise your vibration by being happy and painting a smiley face on, your, on, on the mirror that's reflecting back to you when you're still perceiving yourself as a victim. And so we say, as we said in the beginning of this conversation, the time for perceiving that anything bad could happen to you or that you're less than perfect or you're less than worthy or unique is over. It's time now to embrace who you truly are. You may not believe it at first, but this journey of coming to understand who you truly are from this higher perspective is the process of shedding those doubts, shedding those limiting beliefs, shedding that fear, changing your entire mental construct from the limited perspective of the victim to the much more empowering, much more true, much more liberating perspective of the creator? Wonderful question. Who's next? Oh, hi, Joshua. Undine. Hi, hi. Um, first of all, um, I read something on my Instagram post this evening. Uh, so it's a kind of thank you to you, which uh, my Instagram post said, remember you can always begin again and that life is like a book and you can always write a new chapter. And then I thought that your perception and teachings from Gary and you um, are that new beginning. So we kind of don't really need to go back all over the past. We can kind of start new beginnings and know that we've entered a new chapter in our life, um, listening to you and speaking to you. And it brings me on to the zero choice point uh, which you mentioned and which um, there was a correlation on it. And um, my youngest son is coming down this weekend. And we're going to speak, he's trying to apply for a new job. He's a banker in the city in London and he keeps sort of being turned down. And I was going to speak to him about the zero choice point. And earlier in this conversation, and I've written it down, you spoke about a baseline sense of joy control of your emotions, whether you're neither high nor low, and you you, you're kind of detached. Um, would you say that would sum it up? Imagine that you've gone to school your whole life, and you've been programmed to believe that it's good to get a certain type of job. It's good to have a certain amount of income. It's good to live in a nice place and have a relationship and maybe get married and have children and go to church and do all these things and buy a new car and have nice clothes and have a proper haircut and then eat at nice restaurants and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. You see it in movies, read it in books, listen to other people talk about it, see it on Instagram. You have this programming of what an ideal life is. And so that ideal is always foremost in your consciousness. And you say, in order to attain that ideal, I have to effort and struggle my way to do things that maybe I do want to do. Maybe it's not so bad now. Maybe if I get this job, this will be the answer to all my problems. Maybe once I have that job, then, then I'll have this lifestyle that I really want and all that. And so you have this desire. And so your son says, okay, I'm going to go into banking. 
It's absolutely the most fun thing I could think of doing. I don't want to do anything else. I would, I would not rather go mountain climbing or horseback riding or being in nature or living on a yacht or traveling Europe. I want to sit behind a cubicle, punch numbers into a computer and take people's complaints about why they're losing money. I want to turn them down for loans and turn them down to mortgages and, and make sure that, that they abide by the system in this place. Make sure that the, they all have excellent credit and the ones that don't have good credit, they are out of my purview. That's what I really want. And so he goes in and what? He doesn't get the job he wants? Oh my. Well, that bank was no good. I'll go to another one. Go to another one. Go to another one. Go to another one. No, 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 no. It's ridiculous. They're all turning him down. How could this be? Oh, maybe this isn't where he's supposed to go. Maybe there's something else out there. But if he's focused on this one thing he thinks he wants, well, he's going to be exploring the inauthentic version of him. He's going to bang his head against the wall. He's going to be efforting and struggling. He's going to be miserable, miserable, miserable. 40 years later, He's going to say, screw this. I'm going to do something else. Well, you could have done it now. If you weren't in resistance to what is actually happening, you might be led to what you truly want. If you didn't have to think that you would be validated by other people because, oh, you got this great job or, oh, you got this thing or, oh, you have this amount of money and they have this nice place and blah, 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 and wear these nice clothes and have this nice haircut and go to these nice restaurants. Oh, if you gave all that up, maybe you would be led exactly where you want to go. And you could do it now or later. But no one wants to ditch their ideal right in the beginning. Everyone wants to play around with this inauthentic version of them, exploring effort and struggle and pain and dissatisfaction and discomfort and letdown and disappointment and regret and resentment and worry and anger and all these things. Let's play around with all those first, and then we'll give it up. And then we'll finally find what we're here to do. We would say to your son, if we were in your shoes at conversation with him, maybe, just maybe, this isn't what you really want to do. Maybe something's going on that you can't see. You think you want this, but why would you want it? Because you were told it's good. And you were told you would be validated if you had a successful career. Maybe there's something else for you. Now, let's ask you this. What is your passion? What is the most interesting thing in this vast reality that draws your attention? What turns you on? What excites you? Why not pursue that? Oh, because I had this education. I spent all this money. I've been told to do this and that and this. And I have blah, 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 blah. You are free. You don't have to go down this road. You can do anything you want. You can make any decision you want. You can do anything you want. Oh, you don't want to? It's because of fear. It's the only thing that's stopping you from becoming anything you want to be is fear. You're spending your time fearing that if you don't get this job, that you won't get validated. And that's where you're feeling negative emotion. Negative emotion is telling that you're looking off in the wrong direction. 
that's absolutely correct. Yes. So a zero point choice would be absolutely no attachment to the outcome. Absolutely no attachment to any early year conditioning. No attachment to any belief. No attachment to any desire. No attachment to any ideal. No attachment to anything. Complete surrender in the moment. And the only thing you can get at that zero choice point is inspiration. Inspiration will lead you exactly to the most satisfying life you could ever imagine. Thank you so much. So helpful, Joshua. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? I have a question, Joshua. Yes, Rashna. Um, so this is sort of similar to what Undine just said, um, or what you just replied to Undine about perhaps the job for her son that he's pursuing is not correct for him. So I, I have a question about that, um, but something really small. I wanted to buy um, a keyboard for my iPad. And after several weeks, I said, okay, fine. Yes, I should buy it. Then I went to the store. I found one with the help of an Apple employee. But then he got distracted by some other customers and he never came back to me. Um, and eventually I just left. And I thought maybe this is a sign. I don't need that keypad for my iPad. Uh, but then yesterday I woke up. I said, no, I'm getting that keypad. I really want it. And then when I got to the store, I realized I forgot my iPad. So, and then I wanted to have it with me so they would make sure I get the right keypad that can sync up. Um, but then I forgot it. So is this a message like, I don't need to get a keypad. I could just, I could do something else. I could, I don't know. This is a message about alignment. Imagine that you're, fresh out of college, and that you've been studying finance, and the logical conclusion is to go into the field of banking. And so you get interviews, you make applications, you have people who know somebody at this bank and somebody at that bank, and you get turned down. Why? Because that path is not in alignment for you or you are not in alignment to that path. Let's say that that path, this career in banking, is not in alignment to your highest good and what you came here to explore, who you truly are, what you intended to experience in this reality. In fact, the being turned down at all these jobs is your path because you have to go through that experience to go on maybe to the discovery of something that's your passion. So the thing you're wanting to do is not aligned with your pre-birth intentions, yet the experience of being turned down for what you want to do is part of that path. In your case, you're not aligned with the new keypad. You're not aligned with the price of it, with being able to work it, with where you'll, will you use it enough? Will it really be necessary? Are you just buying something because it's something to do, something to add on? Or is it truly what you want? Well, let's say that the keyboard 
that goes to the iPad just makes life a lot easier. It just makes it simpler to do what you want to do on your iPad. It's perfectly aligned with giving you a little bit more time and making things a little more easier, but you're not aligned with it. You're not aligned with it yet. And so you have to go through these frustrating experiences because you're just not aligned with it. You're worried about this, that, and the other thing. You're worried about how to get it. Will it work when you turn it on? Will it be even necessary? Is it another one of those things that you buy and never use? That's where your mental construct is in regard to this subject right now. Because you had to go through all these experiences to define, do you truly want this or not? Is it really worth it to you or not? Are you on board with this idea or not? Are you acting on this inspiration or not? Are you ready to move forward or not? And this is true of everything you're inspired to do. You will always doubt it when the first complication comes up. But that complication is just there to say, are you ready? That obstacle is there to say, are you ready? Now, is it an accident that the salesman left you never to return, in fact, to disappear from the face of the planet as if it was not even a real being? That had to happen because you were not aligned. If you were aligned, it would go boop, boop, boop. In fact, if you were aligned, you probably would just would have bought it, bought it on, online and had it shipped to your house. Or it would have come in the mail some unexpected way if you were truly aligned. But you want to have this whole production to go through, and that's fine. And at every stage of there, you'll be doubting yourself. Am I meant to have this thing? You're meant to have anything you want to have if you're aligned with it. And if you're not aligned with it, you'll have to either come into alignment or it's not part of your path. Either way, that's fine. But a simple thing as the keyboard here for your iPad that they sell countless millions all over the world, all the day long, well, that's not such a big deal. What is a big deal is how much you care about it, how, how big a deal is you're making of it. Now, this is true of anything. You're bringing up a wonderful example here of a minor thing. That's not a big deal, but it's exactly the same thing as if you were contemplating by an, air, an airplane. I was inspired to buy an airplane. I think the airplane would add to my, enhance my life. It would allow me to do this, this, and this. I have the money for it. I have all these things for it. It's great. Um, I'll go around and then I go to the airplane store and this clerk comes and I'm looking at this airplane. I really like him right about to buy this airplane and he disappears. You see, it doesn't matter whether it's a keyboard for your iPad or a jet. It doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. You line up with it and you can make the process easy. If you're not going to focus your ability to get into alignment with anything that you desire, the universe is going to present obstacles to you to make sure you're ready to iron out those limiting beliefs and limitations and fears. All those fears are irrational. You can see it in this case. No big deal. A couple hundred bucks is nothing. You can do it easily. It's there at the Apple store. You can get it online or whatever. This is a simple thing, but it's still going to become complicated if you're not in alignment. And so you can always know that if it's not going smoothly, perfectly, elegantly, there's something stuck in your vibration. Either it's you with your belief system or the thing is not for you, whatever it is.
if you are inspired to do anything, then you can know for sure that that thing is aligned with who you are. If that thing that is aligned with who you are is not coming because you are choosing not to act because fear is coming up or you're worried about how it's going to turn on the end or you're attaching some outcome to it, there's some wobble there that must be ironed out before this inspiration can come to you. But that inspiration, if it's truly inspired, is always aligned with you. It's part of your aligned path. You'll have to work out your own wobbles to manifest that, to come into alignment with that thing, and manifestation events will come up. If it's not inspired, if it's just what society thinks is good, what you think is good, based on some ideal that you have, perceiving yourself as a victim, trying to attain this thing, but that's not for your highest good, no matter what you do, it's not going to come because it wouldn't serve you. Now, we will say you can manifest anything you want. We're talking about the feeling you think you're going to get from the manifestation of that thing. With enough effort and struggle, Dean's son can get some banking job somewhere. If he keeps going and going and beating his head against walls, he can get some job, but it's never going to get him what he thinks is going to get him if that's not aligned with who he truly is. It'll be more of the expiration of the inauthentic version of you or the victim version of you or the one who perceives themselves as a victim going off in the direction just trying to make something happen. That's the difference between inspiration and trying to manifest something you think you want, which is actually based in lack. If you can detach yourself from the meaning of anything or the importance of anything or the bigness or smallness of anything, and just think about the inspiration you received when you received the inspiration to get this keyboard. Oh yeah, that, that would actually make things easier. Oh, that's a really good idea. Oh, I'm really excited about that. What's the first step I can take? Well, let's just look at online. What do they have? What do they have? What kind of keyboards, keypads do they have? Okay, there's one right there. All right, what's the next inspiration? Oh, let's go to the Apple store. Okay, great. You walk into the Apple store, you're perfectly aligned with the idea. You're feeling energized by it. You know it's good. You have you've have no limiting beliefs about this in any area. And the guy comes up and you say, okay, I want a keypad. And he goes, here it is, boom. And he just uses a little thing. You put your little credit card in there and you walk out with it. Easiest thing in the world. Everything else is a wobble. You work out your own wobbles, focus on that which you're inspired to do. Take one action step after action step after action step, always keeping yourself at that zero choice point, meaning I don't care if this works or not. I don't care if this manifests or not. I don't have any attachment to the outcome. I'm just inspired to take this action. I don't know where it's going to leave. I'll let the universe figure it out. That's all you've got to do. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. There were a lot of great questions there. I loved Autumn's question about worthiness compared to being good and how we all think that being good makes us worthy. That's not true at all. Being good is sort of programming that we received in our youth and being worthy is who we are. So I think Joshua explained how to prove your worthiness to yourself and, and you're worthy because you're unique and no one can experience your life like you can. 
If you want to get some more information on the different kind of courses we have, please visit the teachingsofjoshua.com. And if you have any questions for me, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And thanks again for all you do to support this podcast by sharing it with your friends, liking it, subscribing to it, and leaving reviews. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.